Welcome to Bangalore Revival Center, a church dedicated to loving God and serving people. Today we have Pastor Priji teaching us from the series Hallowed Be Thy Name. The revelation that he would be sharing today is from the name Yahweh Rapha. Hope this will minister to you. We are studying this series called Hallowed Be Thy Name, where we are going into different names of the Lord that are taught and shared in the word of God and we are trying to learn them one name at a time. Amen. And my hope is that all of us will become intentional to pray these prayers and all of us will become intentional to uh, grow in our understanding of these names of the Lord. Before we go in, let me just ask you, what are the names of the Lord that you have already learned till now? Elion. What does Elion mean? Okay, that's important too. It's not enough that we just, we just know the name. We need to know what it means. It means most high. What else? Yahweh. Yahweh. What did it represent? It represented a relationship that God wanted to have with his people. Amen. What else? Seva Oath. What does Seva Oath mean? The Lord of heaven's armies. The Lord of angel armies. What else? Adonai. What did Adonai mean? Lord or Master. Amen. What else? Elohim. Elohim. That was the first one that we studied. Elohim. Amen. And we learned how Elohim is about um, the God that created, the God that uh, has uh, is in control of everything, the God that is the sustainer of everything. And uh, uh, it's very necessary for us to understand what Elohim is and what Elohim uh, can do and what it can bring about in our life. Amen. What else? Is that it? Jireh. We, that's the last one that we learned. We studied Jehovah Jireh. Amen. What is Jehovah Jireh all about? He is our provider. He is the one that is taking care of all of our needs. Amen. Are you ready to go further? The Bible says in the book of Matthew chapter 6 and verse 9. Pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Who is, who is teaching us this? Jesus is teaching the disciples to pray like this and he's telling them when you pray you need to pray like this you need to say hallowed be your name amen now see when we pray prayers that are saying lord let your name be lifted let your name be glorified let your name be honored let your name be above everything else you know the passion translation of the same scripture says let the glory of your name be the center of our lives may we revolve everything in our lives around the glory of your name amen and when we pray prayers like that we need to be willing to make some sacrifices we need to be willing to let go of some things in our lives we need to be willing to let go of our own fame and our own name and our own reputation and everything that we hold on to we have to let go of it because it will be tested we learned that last time, right? How uh, this guy by the name Abraham, he had a revelation of El Shaddai God. He had a revelation of a name of God. 
by the way we didn't we didn't we forgot el shaddai yeah and he had a revelation of el shaddai god and then god said let me test your trust in me let me test your revelation uh, and your desire to hallow and glorify and honor my name let me test that today and that is when he asked abraham to sacrifice his only son and when abraham was willing to sacrifice the bible says that abraham had a revelation of another name of god he had a different revelation that was the name yahweh ire amen the bible says in the book of jeremiah chapter 10 and verse 6 lord there is no one like you for you are great and your name somebody said your name is full of power what does it say come on read it once again with me lord there is no one like you for you are great and your name is full of power so when we release the name of god in this place the power that is packed in that name is also released along with it and the name it's it doesn't say that there is power that we can experience if we pray for 10 hours it says that name of god is full of power so if we learn to utilize that name of god we can unpack the power that is in the name of god and and so often we fight our lives battles we go through situations we go through issues in our life not knowing that we have the power we have the grace we have the strength we have the ability to come out victorious in all these struggles in life and yet if we if only we can be intentional to use that name of god at that right time because his name is full of power amen he goes on to say he says who would not fear you o king of nations that title belongs to you alone you know all newspapers and every channel everybody's talking about us elections right why is everybody talking about us elections it's because they believe that us is technically the leader of the free world and everything that happens in us will have a trickle effect in the rest of the nations because what they say has a lot of power but the bible says there is a name that is greater than the name of the president of united states it says there is a name there is a title that is worth only the king of kings and the lord of lords it says who would not fear you o king of nations that title belongs to you alone among all the wise people of the earth in and in all the kingdoms of the world there come on there 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 is no one like you amen why because the bible says in the name of god it is full of power the name of god it is full of power and that is why it is so important that we represent that name of god with dignity that is why it is important that we use that name carefully that's why the bible says do not use the name of the lord your god in that is why it is so blasphemous when somebody would 
fight that name of God. Everything else I understand, but you cannot mess with the name of God because that name of God is full of power. Amen? In fact, Jesus was so upset with the nation of Israel and he told them this. Luke chapter 13 and verse 35. He says, hey, guess what? Look, your house is now abandoned and you will never see me again. Who is this speaking? Jesus. And he says, you will never see me. Who is me? Jesus. Jesus is saying, you will never see me again until you say blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. He's saying, you want the presence of Jesus to manifest in your life? You need to say blessing on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Not even, you're not even saying blessing on the name of the Lord or blessed be the name of the Lord. You're saying blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Do you understand what I'm trying to teach you this morning? I'm saying that the name of the Lord is so full of power. The person of God is, the name of the Lord, it has a title that that positions him high above the kings and the lords of the nations. And this is the name that, that you and I represent. And this is the name by which everybody else can receive grace, mercy, strength, power, forgiveness. When we carry this name of the Lord properly. And when we represent the name of this Lord in the apt, in the right way. It says that, they cannot experience Jesus till they declare a blessing on you and me who carry the name of the Lord. Can I give you an example? This is the book of Acts chapter 3 and verse 1. Are you ready to read this story with me? Most of you may know this story, but we'll read it still. The Bible says, Peter and John, who are these guys? They were disciples of Jesus who carried the name of Jesus, who were appointed by Jesus, who were sent by Jesus into the nations of the earth. It says, Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to take part in the three o'clock prayer service. So there was a prayer service and there was a time for that prayer service and they came to the prayer service in time. They were intentional. They didn't say, oh, wait a minute, Jesus tore the curtain in the temple. We don't need to go to the temple anymore. There is no more religion, guys. Let's squash the church, this whole, you know, we don't need any system anymore. Come on, we are the disciples of Jesus, right? Who can be better? Who can be higher? Who can be placed in a, in a level that is higher than being the disciples, the first-hand disciples of Jesus himself? If there's somebody who doesn't need to go to church, at least that church, a church where Jesus is not present, it is the disciples of Jesus. Because the disciples of Jesus have a revelation of who Jesus is. They could have said, no man, we don't need to go to this church. These high priests are the ones that crucified my Jesus. These high priests are the ones that did not understand the anointing upon my Jesus. They don't have a revelation of who Jesus is. They have no clue what they are doing. They could have said, we're going to sit at home. 
we're going to worship Jesus from home. But the Bible says, when it was time for prayer, what did they do? They went to church. They went into the temple of the Lord. And they said, at the right time, they went to take part in the three o'clock prayer service. There is something about discipline that the Lord honors. I mean, I'm all for grace. I'm all for uh, freedom. I'm all for liberty. But there is something about your discipline that the Lord enjoys. There is something about the people. You know, the Bible talks about David. He would say, evening and morning and at noon will I pray and I cry aloud and I will make my prayers known to you and you will hear my voice. And then it would talk about a Daniel that would pray three times a day. And, and you would talk about how God enjoyed the prayers and the heartbeat of Daniel. Amen. There is something about discipline. There is something about our commitment to the presence of God, to the house of God, to, the, to, to be available regularly in the presence of God that God really, really enjoys. Amen. And that's how Peter and John the Bible says they went into the house of God to take part in the three o'clock prayer service. Verse 2, it says that as they approached the temple, a man that was lame from birth was being carried in. Each day, he was put beside the temple gate and one called the beautiful gate so he could beg from the people going into the temple. So there are people, what are they doing? They are carrying this guy, okay? A group of people, what are they doing? Carrying this guy. It's very important for you to understand what I'm saying, okay? They are carrying the guy. Are they helping him? Yes, they are helping him. They are physically helping him. And what are they doing? They are carrying him, and each day they would come and keep him next to the temple, next to the religious place next to the place where they can possibly encounter God, they would carry him and bring him to this place. And the intention of them bringing them to this place, bringing this guy to this place, is so that this guy can sit there and beg for money, beg for his resources, beg for his provisions, beg for his personal needs. The Bible goes on to say in verse 3, when he saw Peter and John about to enter, about to enter, he immediately asked them for some money. See, all his life, he used to come to church for what? For money. So he did not expect anything more than money from church. He didn't expect anything more than money from the presence of God. His revelation about what you can get from God was limited to money because that's what the people told him. If you sit at this gate and if you beg there, you will get money. And all his life, he came to church. He was carried, helped by people. People supported him, drove him to church and, you know, did all kinds of stuff so that he can get some bit of money. And, and that's what he did. He looked at Peter and John and he said, I need money. Peter and John, the Bible says, they looked at him intently. And Peter said, look at us. I want us to pause there for a second. He, as soon as this man asked Peter and John for money, a temporary resource, a temporary help, the Bible says, 
Peter and John stopped and said, wait a minute. Don't look at what we have. We want you to look at who we are. Look at us. Look intently. Gaze at us. There is something special about us. Because Jesus said, you cannot experience me unless you say, blessed is the one who comes in the? Not blessed is the name of the Lord. Blessed is the? One who comes. So you want to have an encounter with the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the creator of the universe. He says, it is not possible till you, till you acknowledge and honor and respect the one who comes in the name of the Lord. And, and Peter says, wait a minute. I have something special to give you, but before I give it to you, what I give you is going to be pointless if you can't value this. So why don't you look at us for a second? Why don't you gaze at us for a second? Why don't you examine our lives? Why don't you learn from our example? Look at us. Are we, are we looking like people that are dependent on money? Look at us. Learn from our example. Change your perspective. Honor and respect and value the kind of people that we are. See, before Peter could release a blessing over this man that can change him for the rest of his life, Peter had to bring him to a place where this guy will learn to acknowledge who Peter and John is. And that's why he said, hey, wait a minute. Don't look at my hand. Look at us. Look at who we are. Not just what we have. Not just what we can give. But look at us. Then it says in verse 5, the lame man looked at them eagerly. He's looking at them eagerly. And still he's expecting what? He's still expecting some money. He's still expecting some physical, practical resources that can provide for his food for that afternoon. He's not looking for anything beyond that. He's not looking for anything beyond what he can immediately get. And so often, I'm telling you, this is how we come to church too. We come, we thank God for a church, we thank God for a place where we can beg, we thank God for uh, anointed Peter and John to whom we can beg to. But still, we do not increase our expectation from God. Still, we do not increase in our understanding of and revelation of what God can do for us, in us, and through us. The Bible says he was eagerly expecting some money. Eagerly expecting. Now, my question to you is, what are you expecting this morning? What are you expecting to happen in this morning? Are you expecting to just take care of your needs? Who doesn't have needs? Anybody who doesn't have needs? All of us have needs, right? Or are we expecting a wholeness in our life? See, when we become whole, this guy, he had a problem because of which he couldn't make money. This guy, he had a limitation because of which he couldn't work for himself and get more resources by himself. He had a limitation. And most of us in this place, our struggle is not that we, that God doesn't want to bless us or that God cannot bless us. Our struggle is that there are areas of our life where we are 
broken, where we are not whole, where we, are, where we do not have the right understanding, because of which our provisions are not coming. This guy, he was lame because of which he couldn't work. He couldn't practically get up. And I want to ask you those things. What are the things that is making you handicapped? What is your challenge? What is it that is making you handicapped? It may not be a physical challenge. It may be an emotional challenge. It may be a spiritual challenge. It may be a mental challenge. But what is the one thing that is causing you to be handicapped? That is causing you to be dependent on somebody else or something else. Do you know that God has put everything on the inside of you for your sustenance? Everything that you need, he has put on the inside of you. Everything that you need, he has put on the inside of you. The Bible says, out of you will flow rivers of living water. And wherever this river flow, there will be fruit bearing trees on both sides of the river. And this fruit will bring you life, will bring you health, will bring you wholeness. And it's very easy for you to um, enjoy the provisions that comes out of this fruit that, that is born from the river that flows out of you. Our problem is that we are too stuck. We are too clogged to not be able to see what God has put on the inside of us. Whatever is our handicap that is causing us to be dependent on external circumstances, on somebody else, on something else. The Bible says he, he eagerly looked at them and he expected some money. May our expectations increase this morning. May our expectations change this morning. May our expectations not be temporary this morning anymore. May our expectations be about becoming whole. That every handicap inside of me be, be made whole, to be, to be changed. Amen? And finally, Peter had to explain it to him and he said it in verses. He said it like this. He said, hey, look, look at me. I don't have any silver or gold, but I'll give you what I have. I did not come here representing the bank of Jerusalem. I did not come here representing the priesthood of the, this temple. I did not come here representing the, the government of Rome. I came here in the name that is above every other name. I did not come here because I have silver and gold to give you, my friend. I came here to give you what I have. I have, I carry a name that is above every other name. What I have is the name of Jesus. So he said, see, I, I'm not going to give you silver and gold because silver and gold is going to temporarily satisfy you, temporarily give you a help, temporarily give you a freedom. But I want to give you something that can carry you for the rest of your life. And he said, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, get up and walk. Get up and walk. Get up and walk. He said, I, I don't want to give you a physical resource, but I want to give you a resource that is full of power. You read that in Jeremiah chapter 10. The name of the Lord is? It is full of power. And he said, I'm, I'm going to give you something that is full of power. I'm releasing this name of the Lord over your life. And in the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, get up and walk. 
Get up and walk. Get up and walk. Can I speak this over your handicaps? Whatever is stopping your increase, whatever is stopping you to make your own gold and silver, whatever is stopping you from going hunting and mining and getting your own business and getting your own resources and getting your own relationships, whatever is stopping those things in your life, whatever is your handicap, can I speak a name that is above every other name? Can I speak the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene over your life? Will you give me permission, friends, this morning to not just give you gold and silver? Will you give me permission to not just satisfy you with temporary comfort? Will you give me permission to give you something eternal? Because in the name of the Lord, when you depend on the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene, you don't just get up, but now you get up and now you walk. You don't, just, you don't just get temporary relief, but you become whole in that name that is above every other name. So I want you to pray with me for a quick second, okay? Are you ready? Father, I speak over your children right now. Whatever handicap is there in their life, it can be an emotional handicap, it may, be a, it may be a mental handicap, those that are watching us online. It may be a physical handicap. Whatever is stopping your children from growing and going to the next level. Whatever is, is like a blockage and a stumbling, stopping sign in their life. I break it in the name of Jesus and I speak the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene. And I declare that you will rise up and you will walk. You will not be stopped by your circumstances. You will not be stopped by your limitations. You will not be stopped by your issues that have followed you from generations. You will not be stopped in the name of Jesus. Whatever your circumstances tell you, that is not your handicap. That is not your limitation. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, rise up and walk. I speak into your spirit, rise up and walk. I speak into your spirit, rise up and walk. I speak into your spirit, rise up and walk. Break the warriors, break the barriers, break every chains and rise up and walk. And somebody said a loud amen. amen. Somebody celebrate, somebody give thanks to Jesus. I believe, I believe that something has just changed in your perspective. Something has just changed in your revelation. Something has just increased in your life when we just prayed that prayer. Something has just gone to the next level. What was hard for you till now will automatically become easy now. Amen. Amen. The Bible says in verse 7, then this is what Peter did. See, this is where most people get it wrong. What we do is we pray for people. We, we just speak the name of Jesus over them and then we abandon them. We pray for them, we comfort them, you see them on church on Sunday and then we don't want to see them after that. The Bible says that Peter, Peter said, okay, and now that I gave you the name of Jesus, now let me help you practically. He says, then Peter, what did he do? Then Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up 
And as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. Now, wait a minute. Do you remember at the beginning of the chapter, we read about another group of people that helped this guy, who would carry this guy, who would help him up, who would push him up, you know, he would take him to this place and, and, and drive him to this place daily. They would do this on a daily basis. Yeah. And here comes Peter. Peter prays and then he doesn't just stop. Then he goes to give him practical help. Then he does the same thing that everybody else have been doing till now. He did the same thing. He picked them up and he helped them up. But this time when he picked up this guy, he did not pick him up so that he can beg once again. See, the reason why many people will help you is so that you can continue to be dependent on them for the rest of their life. The reason why many people will want to be part of your life is so that you can feel gratitude towards them and you can feel obligated towards them and you, you are dependent on that person for the rest of your life. But Peter and John were not helping this guy so that from now onwards, every time that I come, you will love me, you will celebrate me, you will respect me. And no, Peter and John said, wait a minute, I already gave you the name of Jesus. Now, let me give you some practical help. But what will happen this time when I give you practical help is that you will not need me anymore after this. You will not need this practical help after this anymore. This is a one-time practical help. So when people come for counseling and when people come to sit down with me, I tell them this, guys, if you have to receive counseling for the rest of your life, then it's a problem. You know, the reason why we give you counseling, the reason why we give you practical help is so that we can push you to walk on your own. Is so that one day or the other, you become independent of physical practical help. Because before we give you counseling, before we give you practical help, there is something that we've already given you, which is greater than silver and gold that you are after, which is greater than the physical healing that you are after, which is greater than the handicapped that you, you were trying to overcome, which is greater than all of those things. That is what we gave you. And now if you can come to this place where you acknowledge that, then when you receive this practical help, you will never have to sit there at the gate ever, ever again. Amen? Amen. Now, the Bible says, as they helped him, instantly, everybody said instantly. instantly. It says instantly, the, their, their legs, his legs were healed and was strengthened. Now, see, this is what I didn't understand. He already released the name of Jesus over this guy. Why did not that happen when he prayed in the name of Jesus? Why did the healing and the strengthening not come when they prayed? Why did the breakthrough not happen just because you fasted and prayed for 31 days? You have to do something about it. Unless you do something about it. Faith without works is what? It's dead. You can believe a hundred revelations about the names of God. But you're going nowhere with those revelations until you take a step of faith. Until you are willing to receive some practical help to get up and walk. So, so this morning, I just prayed, right? 
for some of you it may be whatever area of your life that you received prayer for but are you ready to go a step further and receive some practical help or are you comfortable sitting there at the door of the temple begging for the rest of your life come on church am i talking to your heart this morning are you willing to receive some practical help because if we are not ready to put our faith into action then there is no benefit we will not grow we will get stuck where we are and the bible says as he responded to the practical help that these leaders that come in the name of the lord gave him immediately instantly there was healing not just healing but also strengthening some of you you've been healed this morning but you are going to be strengthened in the days to come some of you do not be satisfied with your healing do not be dissatisfied with your healing because the strengthening is going to follow in the days to come verse 8 the bible says he jumped what did he do he jumped up stood on his feet and began to walk then walking leaping and praising god he went into the temple with them can i tell you the best proof that you had an encounter with god the best proof that you have a revelation of god. it's not possible it's not possible that you have a revelation of who god is and you have no regards for the presence of god that you have no regards for fellowship that you have no regards for going into the presence of god i have people that tell me hey i don't need a church i don't need to be in in services i don't need to be tuning in live stream i have it's between me and god you know but it's not possible you you would see that somebody like a peter and john went into the temple and somebody who is healed what is the first thing that he did what did he do he jumped up stood on his feet and went to his home to show everybody no what did he do what's the first place that he went he ran into the temple of god he joined them leaping and praising god and went into the temple of god see let me tell you this if you if you can make a lifestyle of thanking god and worshiping god and and celebrating god for those little miracles and breakthroughs that you receive if you can give the that small blessing that you have received back into the presence of god if you can invest it back into the presence of god i'm telling you that blessing is here to stay the bible says that they were that this guy was so excited to receive this healing that he went into the temple thanking praising and worshiping god i have personally prayed with people and i have seen phenomenal healings phenomenal miracles phenomenal breakthroughs and immediately i would see them taking their commitment to the presence of god for granted because till now you had to be dependent on the presence of god till now if you don't sit at the gate of the temple you will not get your money so you came every day but now that you don't need to sit there to make money will you still come till now you were dependent on the presence of god for your daily sustenance but now that you do not need the presence of god will you still get into the presence of god will you still go into the presence of god and i have seen people that have been healed healed like big 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 issues healed of cancer healed of tumors healed of 
hormonal sicknesses tumor like different 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 issues who would take a step back and who would take it easy and the sickness would come back again and the sickness would come back this time worse than before the best way for you to remain see you you understand what i said healing is one thing but wholeness is another thing wholeness means you will never become sick again healing means you you get healed from that particular problem on that particular day but wholeness means you don't have to go through this ever again in your life you never have to face that demon again you never have to fight this problem again see it was the passover that got these guys freed from pharaoh right when they took the passover pharaoh's chains were broken they left egypt but it was when they crossed the red sea that pharaoh was dealt with for life after that pharaoh is not going to touch you again these guys even when they are standing at the red sea they are like come on guys let's go back that that was much much better and if we are going to live like that then we will continue to remain slaves of pharaoh we will continue to remain slaves of our circumstances but today the lord is not just offering you healing but he is also offering you wholeness give me verse 9 the bible says then all the people what did they do they saw him and they heard him they did not just see his miracle but they heard his worship they did not just see his breakthrough but they also heard his testimony they did not just see his uh, uh, you know fa- see the fact that he has grown and he has gone to the next level but they also heard from his very mouth praising god worshiping god for the blessing that god had given him and the bible says in verse 10 that he when they realized that he was the same beggar that they had so often seen at the beautiful gate they were absolutely astounded absolutely astounded let me pray this over you some of you are going to receive a miracle a breakthrough that is going to absolutely astound your people around you people that are familiar with you are going to be absolutely astounded they will be they will be absolutely astounded when they see the favor of god upon your life when they see the grace of god that is working through your life when they see the healing that you walk in when they see the health and the wholeness that you receive they will be absolutely astounded in the mighty name of jesus the bible says in verse 11 it says they all rushed out in am- amazement to solomon's colonnade where the man what was he doing come on talk to me the man was holding tightly to peter and john you know if i was uh, a spectator that went to see him i'll say wait you got your healing right why do you need peter and john now why do you need to be loyal to these guys now you can kick them out now you can go about your way now you can just forget this healing now you can just forget the fact that they are the ones who were used by god to help you now just you know enjoy your life no but the bible says this guy he knows the promise what is the promise blessed is the one who comes until i bless the one who comes in the name of the lord i don't receive my healing 
I can't walk in my healing. I can't experience my wholeness. So as soon as he found one Peter and John, the Bible says, he just held them tightly to the extent of making them uncomfortable. To the extent that they said, man, this guy's become clingy now. We need to have ushers to, you know, put some, you know, space between us. This guy, he just, he said, I found where I belong and I'm not letting go. And that is, that is, that was the, that was the place where he received his healing and remained in his healing. And this morning, by now I'm sure you've guessed the name that I'm talking about. I'm talking Yahweh Rapha. The Bible talks about this name, the God that heals. But you should understand, many times, you know, we use this name Yahweh Rapha like water tap, you know, like... Yeah, yeah, take as much. He's Yahweh Rafa, no? Take, 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 take. That's not how it works. We have to study it in context. He's not the God that heals for everybody. There is a condition. Do you want to read the condition? Are you ready? The book of Exodus chapter 15 and verse 26. The Bible says, If you will listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God. First thing. What is the first thing you need to do? You need to listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God. Peter and John, the first thing that they told him is, guys, hey, listen, calm down. Look at us. Let me talk to you. I am going to teach you a principle that the name of the Lord is greater than the silver and the gold that you have. He had to bring that revelation into this guy before he could give him healing, before he could help him up and release him. He said, if you will listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God, will we be attentive to hear the voice of God on a daily basis? Let me ask you this. We are in the, book of, we are in the month of November. At the beginning of the year, we asked you guys, how many of you would like to take a, go on a season of reading through the Bible this year, making sure that this here you finish the Bible. None of you this year can give me the excuse you didn't have time. This is the only year that you cannot give me an excuse you didn't have time. You had loads and loads of time. And if you come and tell me you didn't read the Bible because you didn't have time, I'm telling you that's, that's a grave sin. By mistake also, don't tell me. God gave you Freedom to work at home saved you two hours of travel to and back from work. And then you're saying you don't have time? Come on, this is not the year when we complain that we don't have time to read the word. The Bible says, if you will listen carefully, listen carefully. This is the one year when not just our church, our church has done this always, but globally every church has been online. All sermons have been available Revive Nations, you know, we've never had, we were never blessed to have sermons and teachings like this on a weekly basis before this. This year, if you say that I do not have a voice, man, that'll be a grave sin. The problem is not that we do not have a voice. The problem is that we are not careful, we are not listening carefully to the voice of the Lord. We are not listening carefully. The Lord said, if you will listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, how would you do? 
by obeying his commandments and keeping all of his decrees. If you would do that, he says, then this is what I'll do. Then I will not make you suffer any of the diseases that I sent on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord who heals you. In other words, the root words say, I am Yahweh Rapha, the Lord that heals. Which means what, what God is saying is, I am bringing in a clear distinction between you and the rest of Egypt. That's what he did, right? In Egypt, what did he do? There was diseases, sicknesses, problems, challenges, not just physical diseases. God judged them in every way. God judged their environment. God judged their, uh, you know, cattle, everything that they had fell sick and had challenges. And the Bible says, God told them, none of what happens outside will happen to you. You are different. You are special. If you will obey my voice, if you will be careful to listen, and if you will be careful to obey, then you will be in that place where you are going to be obedient. That you are going to be in that place where you're going to be unique and you're going to be different. It says that I will not send any of the diseases that I sent on the Egyptians. Why? For I am the Lord your God that heals you. So what God is saying is, there is going to be a unique distinction between you and the people around you. You will not fall sick like everybody else. You will not be affected like everybody else. You will not be touched like anybody else. You are different. You are a different people group. Because even if something does touch you, the Bible says, I am the Lord that heals you. I am the Lord, I am Yahweh your Rapha. I am Yahweh Rapha. I am the one that heals you. Amen. The Bible says uh, that Yahweh Rapha, it's, it's, it, the, the word it means that he is the Lord that heals you. And something that you need to remember is that this is conditional. This healing is conditional to obedience and surrenderance to that covenant. God was making a covenant with the people of Israel saying, I'm going to heal you. I'm going to be your God. And as long as you commit to this covenant and as long as you surrender to this covenant you will walk in healing and this was also supposed to be a mark of separation and distinction from the rest of the world from the rest of the people around them and today the lord is declaring this over you saying i am yahweh rafa i am the lord that heals you the bible says in malachi chapter 4 and verse 2 it says but for you who fear my name Everybody say, I fear, his name. I fear his name. You know what it means to fear his name? It doesn't mean to shiver. It means to rever. It's to stand in awe of his name. It says, but for you, anybody in this place who, 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 who is willing to stand in awe of his name, who is excited to rever his name, the Bible says, for you who rever, who fear his name, the Son of righteousness the son of righteousness will rise with healing in his wings son of righteousness one of the biggest things that you know stops us from receiving healing is unrighteousness the bible says the son of righteousness he will rise when he releases forgiveness of your sins along with the righteousness he will also release healing in your bodies see it is it is 
incomplete if we just ask God for forgiveness, but we don't ask God for healing. Because it's one package, if you know. Because it says the son of righteousness will rise with healing in his wings. So when you're receiving righteousness, along with the righteousness, you will also receive this healing. You will also receive this grace to become whole. And it says, and you will go free, leaping with joy like calves let out to pasture. Here is an assignment for you. All of you guys are on YouTube. I want you to go and Google this. How do calves go into the pasture? Not cows, calves. Okay? The, the baby calves. Okay? The, the super excited ones that have, that have no understanding of decency and that you're in public and that the camera is fits on you. Nothing like that. They just go crazy. So can you do that? And can you come back and worship like that next Sunday in this place? Man, our church, we are going to go wild in our worship this evening. We are going to go crazy in our worship. It says because, because of that healing, just like the lame man went leaping into the temple of God, some of us, we are going to come free, leaping with joy like calves, let out to go into pasture. Amen. Another verse, the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 53, verse 4, the covenant, the covenant which brought us healing. It says, it was our weaknesses that Jesus carried and it was our sorrows. Everybody say our sorrows. sorrows. You know that sometimes it may be your sins that is keeping you sick and other times it will be your sorrows that is keeping you sick. Do you know that your emotional state has a big connection to your physical well-being? If you're not emotionally whole, it will keep keeping you sick. And your sins, your weaknesses and your sorrows were both carried by Jesus. The root of every sickness, the root of every handicap that we have this morning, Jesus carried it on the cross. In that covenant. The Bible says it was our weaknesses that he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God. A punishment for his own sins. Verse 5 it says, but he was pierced for what? Somebody say, he was pierced for our rebellion. For our transgression. For my sins. For my sorrow. He was crushed for our sins. He was beaten so that we could be whole. And he was whipped so that we could be healed. You know what we do? We only read the first part of it. We just want to receive forgiveness from sins and go off. But it says that not only our rebellion, but our sins were carried by him. Our uh, the, the payment for our wholeness was done by him. The payment for our healing was also done by him. So when we just take one and leave the rest, we are wasting the death of Jesus on the cross. See, if you will continue to live in sin, doesn't it mean that you are wasting the death of Jesus on the cross? Why? Because Jesus died so that you do not have to be in sin anymore. The Bible says that he died also so that you do not have to be sick anymore. 
so you do not have to live in pain anymore so that you do not have to live in brokenness he was beaten so that you can be made whole he was whipped so that you can be healed amen the book of proverbs chapter 4 and verse 20 the the author of proverbs or in this particular case it's david who is telling this to solomon and he's telling him my child pay attention pay attention to what i say listen carefully to my words verse 21 says don't lose sight of them let them penetrate deep into your heart verse 22 if you do that for they will bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body he's saying hey this is the covenant that jesus made with us that by his stripes and by him being beaten up by his hurt by his challenges he brought healing and wholeness for us life and health for us now if we can pay attention and keep our eyes on it you know we think that it will just happen naturally it will not happen naturally you have to keep your eyes on the word of god whatever is your challenge whatever is your handicap you have to if you are constantly keeping your eyes on negative things if you are constantly reading the doctor's report more than you're reading the bible i'm telling you you've got a problem you're not going to manifest life and healing in your body you're going to manifest what the doctor prescribed in your body but if you're going to be reading the word and if you're going to be paying attention to what god is speaking over your life then the bible says for they that word that voice this revelation they bring life to those who find them and bring healing to their whole body soul and spirit everything receives healing when they attend to the word of god amen Today I'm not going to pray for any of you. I already spoke the name of Jesus. But I'm going to ask you to attend, give attention to the voice of God. If you can walk in attention, if you can pay close attention to the voice, the word of God over your life, you are going to walk in healing for the rest of your life. And this is not just physical healing I'm talking about. I'm talking about healing in every area. You're going to continue to experience a revelation of Yahweh Rapha. Amen. A reverential obedience and a covenantal submission to Yahweh Rapha will help us taste not just health but also wholeness. Once again, a reverential obedience and a covenantal submission. Once again, read it once again. I want you to get it into your heart. You remember those who fear the name of the Lord? Malachi chapter 4 verse 2. a reverential obedience and a covenantal submission to Yahweh Rapha will help us taste health and wholeness not just health but also wholeness one last time one two three go a reverential obedience and a covenantal submission to Yahweh Rapha will help me to taste health and wholeness for the rest of my life for the rest of this season for the rest of this year i will walk in health and wholeness you will walk in health and wholeness 
as long as you're willing to reverentially obey and covenantally submit to Yahweh Rapha. Jesus is our Yahweh Rapha. Jesus was the one who paid the price for our healing. Amen. Are you ready to read a couple of more scriptures before we go into worship? Psalms 103 verse 1. The Bible says, let all that I am praise the Lord with my whole heart. I praise his holy name. Do you know this verse in other, other translations? Bless the Lord. O my soul and all that is within me bless his holy name. So what it's saying is, this is the psalm of David, by the way. David is speaking to himself. To whom? To his own soul. Okay. What does this verse say? It says, with my whole heart. Okay. The word heart over there is the word nefesh. I don't know how many of you have been following the soul series that Prophet Shaiju has been teaching us in this season. And if you've not, that is a series you don't want to miss. You have to go back and receive health and wholeness in your soul. Amen. And it says, let all that I am praise the Lord with my whole nefesh. Nefesh. You know what nefesh means? It means my soul. Another translation for the same word would be my emotions. Another translation would be my desires. Another translation would be my appetite. You know that we all have appetites, right? In different areas. My will, my passion, my mind, with my whole being, bless the Lord or praise the Lord. You know, somebody asked me this doubt this week. Uh, she asked me, she said, Pastor, I have observed worship and I feel that they're worshiping emotionally. It's not Holy Spirit filled worship. So I asked her, I said, what is your definition of Holy Spirit filled worship? What is your understanding of Holy Spirit filled worship? And let me, can I, can I explain the difference between spirit-filled worship and nefesh-filled praise? Do you want to know this? The Bible says, Jesus said in John chapter 4 verse 24, those who worship God must worship in spirit and in truth. The spirit in that word is not Holy Spirit. It is our spirit. You know that? It's not capital S. It is your spirit. With your spirit, you worship God. So there are those moments when you will have divine encounters from God. Worship does not happen when you sing songs in church. For those of you who misunderstand worship. Worship does not happen when we have uh, great moments of rejoicing. That's not worship. Worship happens when you have a revelation of who God is. And you just say, wow. Because that revelation comes in your spirit. And your spirit responds to that revelation. That is worship. Because worship is not just us dancing and praising God. You understand what I'm saying? But let me tell you the truth. There is more instruction in the Bible to praise God than to worship God. See, worship, you do not have to struggle to worship God. Worship will happen naturally. When God shows up, if you can't worship, you're a demon. Nobody can stand quiet when God shows up. You understand what I'm saying? If God shows up and you can't worship, it's because you're spiritually dead. No doubt about it. If, I mean, there's no second thing about it, okay? You understand what I'm saying? Worship is a very spiritual thing. 
it is not a physical thing. But praise, on the other hand, it is not a spiritual thing. It is in the physical body and in our soul. It says, let all that is in me, my emotions, I'll praise God with my emotions. I will, I will praise God with my desires. I will praise God with my appetites. I will praise God with my will. I will praise God with my passion. And I will praise God with my mind, with everything that is within me. I will praise God. In fact, I just counted it this morning. There is about 260 encouragements to praise God in the Bible. But only about 150, 160 encouragements for worship. Which means God wants you to tune your, your soul to a place. Bring your soul into a place of praising Him more than your spirit. Because your spirit is, is made to worship Him. You know, there's no way your spirit will not worship Him when God shows up. But your soul, no. Your soul has your appetite, which craves for a pizza and it craves for, you know, what is my biggest temptation this, this evening? There is an IPL match and there is a Revive Nation stream at the same time. <laughs> you know, this is a temptation because it's, you know, I have a spiritual appetite and I have a physical appetite. You know, I have an emotional appetite and, and then I have to make a choice. Yeah. And I have to say, wait, what, what appetite will I feed? What appetite will I prioritize? You know, and that requires effort. And the Bible says when you praise Him, you have to praise Him with your whole appetite, with your whole emotions. So if you're going to dance, jump, praise, don't, that's not spiritual, that is physical and God wants it to be physical. God wants it to be emotional. God wants you to worship Him with your everything. Did Jesus say, love the Lord your God with all your spirit? No. With all your heart, soul, mind and strength. He didn't say your spirit. Your spirit, as soon as you're born again, done job for your spirit. But your heart, your emotions, you need to train your emotions to worship God. Your mind, your mind is a distracted fellow, you know, all the time. You know, different places, 10 different places. You need to train your mind to worship God. Your body you know, your body wants to sit and enjoy a nice AC and all we've gotten, you know, to enjoy. No, you have to train your body to worship God. Amen? Are you ready? What does the Bible say? Let all that I am. I'm teaching you this because we're going to do this now. Okay? Worship team, come on the stage. We're going to do this now. Are you ready? It says, let all that I am. All that I am. Come on, speak to yourself. All that I am. My soul, my emotions, my desires my appetite, my will, my passion, my body, my mind, my strength, all that I am. With all that I am, I command my body to worship God. I command my body to praise God. I will praise His holy name. I will praise His holy name. Verse 2, it says, Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things. He does for Lord, bring to our remembrance the good things that you have done for us. Bring to our remembrance the, the good thing that you did for us on the cross of Calvary. Bring to our remembrance the good things that you have released for us this morning. 
Bring to our remembrance, Lord. Bring to our remembrance. May I never forget the good things that you have done for me. Verse 3. What does he do? Come on. No, 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 no. That's not how we say it. Loudly. One, two, three, go. He forgives. Once again, he forgives all my sins and he heals. One more time, because he forgives all my sins and he heals all my diseases. Is there any sin that Jesus has not healed you of? Then can there be any sickness that Jesus will not heal you of? Are you ready to confess that once again? He forgives. All my sins. And he heals all my diseases. And he heals all my sicknesses. Verse 4. He says, He redeems me from death. And he crowns me with love. Once again, he redeems me from death. And he crowns me with love and tender mercies. Once again, he redeems me from death. And he crowns me with love and tender mercies once again he redeems me from death and he crowns me with love that's my Yahweh Rapha amen verse 5 come on let's stand up for this one two three go he fills my life with good things and my youth and my youth and my youth my youth all the young people in the house said, my youth. My youth. All the old people also say, my youth, my youth. is renewed, renewed. Like, the like the eagles. Why? Because he fills my life with good things. He's not just healing me, but this morning he's making me whole. He was beaten so that I could be made whole. He was not just whipped so that I can be healed but he was also beaten so that I could be made whole and now he crowns my life with love and tender mercy and now my youth is renewed like the eagles Just bless the Lord thank you for downloading today's sermon we hope this ministered to you and your family today Connect with us at dreamingrevival.com and you are welcome to join in to any of our Sunday celebration service at 11 a.m. Or you can even tune in to our live stream at youtube.com slash God bless you and have a blessed week.